Welcome everyone to this week's episode of Config Call In, the show about containment fiction. The call-in show where you can share your thoughts. Dial 316-444-3115 if you are not in the Discord. This is Lack of Lepers. We are live from 12 Eastern for about an hour on Saturdays. We welcome you to join us here and share your thoughts. Let your voice be heard. I want to thank the participants today. Jane Bond, as always, thank you so much. Likewise, we are also Hello. in the company of Pixelated Harmony. Thank you so much again for, for showing up. Glad to see you. Yeah, for sure. I won't be able to come to another one for a while, so I wouldn't miss this for the world. Well, congratulations again, and hope a speedy recovery to you. Dude, me too. It's going to suck so bad, but it's going to be good. Yeah, um, we, we'll talk maybe after the show, but um, once again, I used to work on a floor that did those sorts of surgeries and uh, took care of some patients in the aftermath. So um, yeah, it's it's going to be rough, but you know what? Uh, I admire your your uh, your forwardness for this and um i certainly think that it'll it'll pay off for you oh absolutely i can't wait for it to not be swollen up and fucked up anymore then it's gonna be great <laughs> well um so we'll get going here i wanted to kind of start um putting a little more effort into making the show a little not much but just a little more structured so I think the best way to start things off is just to open the floor and just see if anyone has any thoughts, any um, feelings about this week in containment fiction and uh, everything that's been going on. It's mostly something for the same people on SCP are posting silly things. Uh, Liminal Archives is plugging along. Backrooms just had a contest. RPCs also having a contest, I think. So stuff's happening. Interesting things. I haven't been paying too much attention other than whatever pops up in the society discord because I have been busy. What you been up to? Uh, panicking every other day because I think I've screwed something up and I won't have to delay my surgery or something. <laughs> like every day, man. Now it's but I actually just got my, my final, final, the last, last thing I need, which was this COVID test that I took. It was supposed to get the results yesterday, but I got it today at three in the morning. And I was like, perfect. I woke up, I, I sent them, I got my, my negative test result, and then I went right back to sleep. Awesome. Yeah, I know they like to make sure. All right, well, yeah, that all is going on. I think we're going to touch on everything that you said. Uh, I've got I've got some, some links prepared here you may be able Ooh. to see. Yeah. See, I used to do this in Google Slides, but they decided they didn't like me or something. I don't know what happened, so uh, back to tabs. What the heck? Yeah. Uh, but so just in the nature of having a little more structure, a little more consistency of things, I think we'll start every time with um, with that. And then we'll move on to just local news. I did want to throw this up on the screen. This is uh, our Conflict Magazine article for this week, written by none other than Pixelated Harmony. And this is a defensive background. Oh, yeah. yeah, and this is doing very well, uh, per usual, uh, for Harmony and her articles. And once again, we sort of covered some of this last time, but um, this is just a more complete and structured um, response to that quantum tweet that we've been talking about, about uh, the back rooms and um, its, its merits uh, and its flaws. So if you haven't read this yet, highly recommend that. A very, very good read. There's a lot of fun to write. There's a lot of fun to write. I've, I got a, I've, I've found that when I go to, I work at Starbucks when I go there when I'm not working and I'm just writing stuff. You can get a lot done when you're away from your desk. You don't have all your little knickknacks and doodads to distract you with. 
That's right. You got to clean the environment. And uh, sometimes when you're in that work mindset, nothing better to get those uh, those juices flowing. So it's, it's a great article, uh, great length, uh, and makes some really, really good points. So once again, encourage you to read that. Also, I've got another article that is finished that you could that could be posted any time that we have the, the space for it that may go up while I'm recovering. So if you see an article like, wow, is, is Harmony better yet? No, probably not. If I, if anything from if my article goes up next month at all, I'm not, I'm not, I didn't write it then. I wrote it. I wrote it already this month. Yeah, we we are sitting in a wealth of articles. I think we have three or four really um, in the queue. Our cup runneth over. Mm-hmm, exactly. So very thankful. All right. Um, and then the We're next so little cool. segment. We're so cool, guys. Oh gosh, don't you want to participate? Don't you want to get in while uh, before it moons? Um, so. Yeah, this next little segment, I think it'd be good to have a uh, recommendation of the week, a config recommendation of the week. So just something usually typically... Oh, I like that. Yeah, somebody... You know, we have a channel here for recommendations. Very active. I do want to shout out... Um, I think it's Jimmy Boy. Haha. Ha. He's the best. I, lo- I love I love all the stuff. He always, and he always brings the fire. Like, I've, there's never been a dead. I always re- I read the stuff that he links because I always know that he has very good taste and whatever he links is going to be worth my time. So yeah. it's nice having someone like that in the society to steer us towards the good shit. And very esoteric recommendations. We have a lot of things from alternative branches of the SCP to, you know, uh, RPC, all kind of stuff. So um, we'll we'll be pulling from those. I think it'd be nice to make an actual magazine article, uh, just thinking out loud about a list of recommendations. Maybe also face palms while we're at it, just to kind of balance the scales. But uh, so this week, I've chosen this one just to kick it off. This is an RPC article that was released, I think, last week or the week before. RPC 496, and this is by an author, a relatively new author to the RPC, called Glass Operator, and I have on the screen here the author page, which I will share into the lounge if you haven't seen that before, and you'll notice that the rating is, is a, oh, somebody voted it not a 1, but it's been 1 for a long time, I think it's 1.7 now, somebody decided to to be funny, but this author page asks you to rate it a 1, so most people have done that. And uh, it's good. And I would point your attention to this. I love someone who's not chasing clout. Oh, yeah. Love love to see that. And speaking of which, there's actually a very long-winded bio in the tabs here that I do recommend you check out. Um, it's a very interesting interesting story about how they came to be at the RPC. But but once again, um, this is about the article. And this is, a, this is a fine article. It's currently rated about four stars. Look like the, um, looks like the aggregate is exactly four. I think it could sit easily at 4.5. It's just a very, very nice article uh, with really, really good, um, really, really good sentences. I think there are some instances of poetry in this that are just very, very well placed. And so, if you haven't read this RPC 496 by Glass Operator, that's our recommendation for the week. All right, and. Just moving on, we'll start to talk about a lot of the things that we have lined up for this week. Harmony basically touched on all of them uh, in the in the intro there. So Whee! good instincts, good intuitions. So let's start with basically this week was uh, the, the beginning of a new month. This is April, obviously. So April 1st was yesterday. And happy birthday to my dad. Happy birthday to him. I see he got a nice shirt. Yes, he did. He got a nice George. It's the Georgia pig. He got shirt from the Georgia pig. Georgia. And uh, some Georgia. quality time. Quality time with you. So that's nice too. Yes, yes. 
And in the greater config space, of course, April Fool's, it's not quite Christmas, but it's getting close in the sense that... It's pretty good. Yeah, it's been a long-running tradition to, particularly at the SCP, obviously, for the number of years that it's been, to do something outlandish for April Fool's uh, in in the uh, site, the main site and whatnot. So this has become sort of a very transmissible tradition that I think a lot of other containment fiction communities are happy to participate in. So I wanted to kind of take a minute, just review all of the interesting April Fool's offerings that we had this week. And I think it would be another good magazine article to, we may have missed it this year, but perhaps next year in preparation, to just do a history, a review of various April Fool's jokes. Just like a rundown. There's a lot. There's a lot of material to cover. They they do a lot of the work for us with the because every every week can have nice images to show all the different variations over the years. And maybe we could even rate them ones that ones that we think were very very good. Tier list. Yeah. This year SCP is on the screen, and of course this is uh, captured um, courtesy of the Wayback Machine, such a valuable tool. And this seems to be a fish-themed CSS that's been applied to the SCP. If you saw it, uh, Fish Rising is the name of the wiki, the subtitle. And everything on the page is blue. There's an ocean on the banner. And most everything, and this is really some kudos here, I think. So the featured SCP article, the featured tale, the featured GOI format, everything, even the reviewer spotlight, which we touched on last time, has something to do with fish. So this is good research. Someone did some time here to pull out fish-themed articles. I'm surprised that DJ Cactus's Mr. Fish is not here, although there is a tail. It's probably already been featured or it's overdone. And there's there's a tail with it, so. Probably overdone. I think, yeah, you kind of get a two-in-one with this tail by Uncle Nicolini, Seven Days with Mr. Fish. So uh, this was interesting uh, to read. I don't know where the fish thing came from, but they... They really sold it, I think. They really ran with it and did a good job. Fish heads, fish heads, roly-poly fish heads, fish heads, fish heads, eat them up, yum. Remember that song? That's our resident composer, Pixelated Harmony. <laughs> Ooh, I didn't see this. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm going through the Wayback Machine capturing all the, one, all the ones that happened yesterday. So this is RPCs, and it... It did a very good job, in my opinion. I thought this one was very nice. It's a highly ornate, just for those who are listening, highly ornate uh, background to the CSS theme. A lot of gold, a lot of royal blue happening here. Looks like something at a Warhammer, almost. Yeah, and so it the title of the website has been changed to the Octoritus Archives. And if anyone is familiar with RPC lore, this is the precursor organization to what has in the lore become the modern day RPC authority. And so we see the site news, everything, every every text on this is sort of anachronized. Uh, it's, it's sort of turned into ye old speak uh, with, a, with a certain religious sprinkle uh, of uh, herb in there. And so for example, the news, the papacy has returned to the fold of God's greatest intuition. His Holiness now commands us once more, and we will work with him to serve the Almighty God in his efforts to keep normalcy in this world. It is advised that you come to orientation for information on this momentous occasion and to baptize our non-Catholic brothers. You know, 
funny stuff like this. Beautiful. I think the featured articles sort of were retained as what they were. They didn't go that deep as SCP did, but as luck would have it, there is a God, the Father, the Son, RPC. Well, there's also Anomaly Obscura. Ooh, I see, yeah. So it looks like they, they had a couple things playing with that. Um, but I, at the very bottom here, I think the detail is really nice here. So site info at the very, very bottom, typically just some small print that no, is of no routine importance. Uh, most people don't read, but I thought this was pretty funny. They modified the list of staff members and the credits to the CSS theme to to this. So the uh, Octoritus Imperatus Scripture Black Supremacy theme was created by our Semitic brother Vizlox. And uh, there's some images here. Yeah. Very silly. Very silly. But I think that, you know, it's just fun to see all the participation. Appropriate. Appropriately so. So Jane Bond asks, what is RPC April joke? The theme CSS works for me. That's basically it. I think it was just sort of funny. You know, I think that the the target audience for people who might not know that it's April Fool's is probably much, much lower than it was in previous years. But you really have to just imagine for the fun of it, somebody coming in and not really remembering that it is April Fool's um, and seeing something like this. I'm sure it's quite, quite interesting. Jane Bond also says, "Yeah, people, people will bite on people bet on our joke that we just came up on the fly for yesterday." Oh yeah, we're about to get to that too. Got to talk. Got to chill ourselves. Uh, Jane Bond shared this in the lounge, which is that uh, the April Fool theme kind of kind of reminded him of this, which was the shark punching center. Um, this looks like a what's on the screen is a very old version of it that he linked to, uh, with only a few S SPCs listed here. I'm sure there's a more updated version of this but yeah no it did it and did hey there's me. the that's the original uh the original that's, that's what the scp foundation used to look like that's what the wiki used to look like yeah this must be a very old page that was sort of abandoned although it looks like it's been updated quite recently um 30 10th of june 2012 last update 30th of march 2022 so it was updated two days ago three days ago very interesting all right. Well, that's interesting. We'll find there. It Thank looks like sure. once every couple of years, someone stumbles upon it and they they add stuff to it. Oh, and I think that this person who owns it, Sonata Green, I think this is Gargus, oh, or the artist formerly known as Gargus, because they have a they credit themselves as adding. I am not familiar with that individual. Oh, Gargus! Gargus, way back in the day, used to be a writer who was a little bit infamous for being kind of uh, gross and weird. Uh, they basically at the same time they were like Gargus and Magnus were like the one-two punch of this fucking who are always on the edge of the line and doing shit. So interesting to see how they grew up. Gargus actually inspired one of my SC particles that wrote the 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 principal Skinner, the human skin that used to have a person living inside of it that was indestructible, but the skin is still alive, but the person isn't alive anymore. Oh, wow, great name, great shout out. Yeah, I think that this is, I think this is Gargus. Interesting. Interesting. Did we know that this individual is also a transgender person? I mean, they've got no trace of their former. Yeah. Hmm. Very, very interesting. interesting. They, they were gone for a while. I'm going to send them a message and see what's up. Yeah. Interesting. Well, look at that. Thank you, Jane Bond. Networking for us. That's nice. And like I said before, there's always some oddity in the containment fiction space. Some attempt at containment fiction on a wiki dot sort of uh, um, you know launch that maybe didn't go somewhere or hasn't been touched in a while. That's interesting to see. 
All right. Um, and then moving along, the containment fiction, or I guess now we're in the limbfic subgenre. And this is what Backrooms did. Um, tofu database, the internet's number one database of tofu recipes. And so the whole site, the whole front page has been converted into recipes. Tofu with peanut butter, tilk, which I guess is a combination of milk and tofu, and all kind of recipes. If you, yeah, if you were really in the mood for tofu, this is a fantastic place to be. This is interesting. At the bottom it says, go to the, I don't know if this is usually on the site, but it says, go to the SCP Wiki. We owe a lot to the SCP Wiki. Check it out if you have a chance. That is on the backroom site. That is a, that's a standard part of their format. That's nice. I didn't know that. And then it looked like the most recent pages, which are listed at near the bottom of this page, had everything uh, tagged with a parenthetical, which says, "This is a tofu recipe." I promise. <laughs> so good job. Uh, this was fun to see. I don't know if they did this last year. Um, well, I guess it's about to be a year old, so maybe they didn't have a chance last year. And then, of course, we had to throw our hat in the ring, and we decided to do this, which was that uh, our magazine, our LLC, had been purchased by Michael Frakowiak, which if you don't know who that is, that's the CEO. All of hail, Lord Frakowiak, all new hail. CEO. Of course, the joke being that, you know, all containment fiction virtually is on Wikidot, and we are not, so... We finally came to an agreement and established, Annex. yeah, we got a merger going and uh, very happy. So you can see once um, Michael Frakowiak took over, he sort of changed the style of the site slightly. Uh, we noticed immediately that some A little features, more cult personality going on. Yeah, um, kind of trying to boost the stock a little bit. But yeah, oddly the search bar, posting, comments, some navigation, other website features didn't work as soon as he took over. But um, we, we tried to get a little comprehensive with this uh, on our about page. Here he is taking over the magazine. Um, our author page, which usually lists uh, past or frequent contributors, um, he replaced them with himself just over and over again. Um, so, yeah. And then I think we actually had one person who who forgot, you know, it was April Fool's and thought that we had sold out. So I think it was a success. Well, the, the fact that I was spamming, I was spamming gifts of, of money probably helped with that impression. Oh, that was fun. That was fun. Yeah, I just... Wait, hold on. I didn't even see the Meet the Artist page. That's oh, so yeah. fun. Yeah, in fact, I mean, <laughs> we did, That's we did this, yeah, most of our pages had something to do. Most of our pages had something changed to them. Um that had to do with this guy. So uh, most of them, I made sure. Amazing. Most them, yeah, most of them were archived in, in the Wayback Machine. So um, if uh, if you have a chance to go back and look at those, um, those, are, those are pretty fun. I definitely will. I, I, I thought it was just the front. I didn't realize it was the whole thing. <laughs> so that was fun. Uh, we'll, we'll have to keep it going. That's going to be a hard one to top, I think, uh, for next year. But we plan to be around. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, and we got a uh, whole Can't new... kill us if you try. We're That's unkillable. Right. Our ideas are bulletproof. 682 style, baby. But, yeah, we had a whole new family of yeah, yeah. emojis come in. Um, Wikidot, Wink, Man, um, Michael himself. And Fracky. Yeah, he's there, too, now. So hopefully those will stay. And then... Um, I'm not going to delete them. 
there's some other things that happened in in the space around April April Fools that we'll kind of get to a little later but for now we'll shift gears into another topic which is once again something that Harmonia already mentioned and this is that I don't know if there's been a more populated a more concentrated time in the space for contests last week we had a few end the department con which we'll look at on SCP ended um, and the winners have been decided on that and then the backrooms also had a contest going on at the same time which I think has also ended as of the beginning of the month and this was called the what if contest we failed to cover this a few weeks ago so I'll do it now but this was what the contest was about early in the wiki's history I'm quoting Early in the wiki's history, when it had a much stricter canon, there was something called the Other World Tag. Under this tag, authors had the ability to experiment with anything they wanted to, without having to worry about its effects on the established lore. And so this kind of reminded me of the non-canon tag of RPC, that sort of can give authors a way to just get out from the cover or the burden of all that lore, and write just off the cuff. But the tag had been long forgotten and the canon has become much more loose and many felt the idea of freeing yourself from established continuity still holds potential for some great stories. And so I thought this was a very nice idea for a contest. We could see the list of submissions down at the bottom. And there was a decent number, I think, for, for backrooms, call it 10. Uh, looks like uh, some familiar names here. Ghost Chibi, I know, is someone who used to be in the SCP and who is very, very active in the backrooms now. But it's they're pretty good authors. Backrooms is lucky to have them. Yeah, certainly, certainly a find, certainly a get. Um, very impressed with the backrooms for attracting this talent and and uh, keeping keeping Ghost Chibi. And then I did notice this. This was funny. Uh, one final word of advice on the prompt for the contest says, Remember that this contest is just for fun. Some people felt that the atmosphere of previous contests got a little too competitive. It's okay to be competitive, but don't let it get to the point where it lessens your or someone else's enjoyment of the contest. I thought that was a nice, a nice little moment. Yeah, that's good. I like that. And a relatively new contest also now. So we had one at SCP just end. RPCs is still going on. I think we've had a few more of these submissions. So it looks like it's filling out in the way that we thought it might. Interesting that most of these contests, a lot of the entries, even in the SCP, are mainly the tail equivalents. I think there was only one level that was entered in the contest in the back rooms we just saw. Lots of tails in the RPC one here too. But another contest that is brand new is the Horror Contest. This is at Liminal Archives. Horror Contest 2022. It's pretty straightforward. Basically, the focus is horror. So maybe a little reminiscent of the 3K contest at SCP. But this is, once again, a nice prompt. Always going to produce uh, you know, reliably some good entries, I believe. So we'll be keeping an eye, an eye on this. This ends um, in May, and the winners will be announced in late May on the 21st. How exciting. And on that note, I think I've done this three times by now, but uh, another really good, in fact, this shouldn't be an article, it should probably be a feature of, of Config Magazine, would be a calendar that has 
all the active contests going on, future events, um, sort of similar to what we have going in our events station here on the Discord. Yeah, we should do that. That's a good idea. I like it. I'll look into it. And then um, Department Con at the SCP Foundation, which we talked a good bit about last time, has ended. And it looks as though first place has been decided. The team name is Marge is Canonically Incapable of Farting. This was one that I thought was a good name. And the department name, which I assume will forever be instantiated into the pseudo-lore that is now there, is the Fire Suppression Department. The team members were Uncle Nicolini, Uranium Empire, and T. Rutherford. And so I don't know if you got a chance to read any of this. I certainly didn't, but I did kind of look at some of the top slots, um, not, not to ride the wave of exposure that I sort of typically criticize, where only the more popular authors and entries are read as a last resort due to the absolute saturation of incoming content. But I do like to look at winners just to make sure, in my opinion, that they, you know, it was a good decision. Uh, I'd like to ask myself if I believe that the, that the um, group, the demographic, the voting class got this one correct. And I will say that I did read this SCP-6630 by author T. Rutherford. And T. Rutherford, I mean, what an author, huh? Uh, I'll say. Been around for a long time. Don't know a whole lot. Um, maybe not as visible, um, not as, you know, much of a bombastic personality, but certainly a quality writer. I cannot remember how many good articles of this individual I have read, but it is a lot. And so this is the, um, this is the actual article um, that I read that I think is one of the higher rated ones of the contest SCP-6630. I don't want to ruin this for you, but I do recommend you read this. Uh, there are a couple things that bother me about it, just this accessibility version that we've seen before in things like the Admonition Hub is back for individuals who you know don't want don't like this CSS. Uh, the accessibility version is there so it can be a little easier on your eyes. I think it also serves a double purpose as uh, as a catch net for anyone who would have downvoted for the for the visuals and so they take that argument away from someone. But this is a very interesting anomaly. And it, it's a predatory life form resembling fire. It's uh, interesting to see how it varies from actual fire. I think it's incredibly well written if you have a time to read this. Uh, the dialogue particularly is something that often I feel is subpar as lacking in SCP articles on the whole, certainly modern day ones. But T. Rutherford knows how to write dialogue incredibly well. And in typical modern fashion, the anomaly in this article is really the springboard to which the rest of the story uh, launches from, and that doesn't really have anything to do with the actual anomaly, and that could be a criticism, and I think it might be for me, ultimately. Um, the real meat of this article is, is a narrative that takes place just in the framing of the SCP world, which I don't know if it utilizes the resources of this genre very well in doing so, but uh, are inarguably well written. I think it's um, I think it's an excellent excellent uh, piece of prose. And then just looking at some of the other people, um, uh, we we talked about Miserak last time, I believe Harmony. And this this team came in second. You mentioned them for a sec, I think. Yeah, this team came in second, so that's nice to see. And then our old school team came in third. This is Ty Gently, Chewbacca, and Green Wolf. 
And they just love Green Wolf came third. Good for yeah. him. Yeah, they did a good job. I once again haven't read basically any of this, but um, yeah, kudos to those those authors and kudos to the first place team for doing as good as they did with only four entries. We have entries creeping up to the seven and nine numbers here. So I think I think looks like three. Looks like four is the lowest of numbers that teams submitted in terms of content and so um, that's just another thing that's impressive about this team certainly want to give a shout out props to uncle Nicolini he's always been a talented author there are some off the field issues uh, certainly but um, excellent excellent author always on point uranium empire has done very well for a long time certainly in the 6k contest and we already talked about um, the impressive resume of t rutherford so great job well done. All right, and so just wanted to kind of change change gears again here and talk about something that happened this week that caused a lot of drama and controversy in the space, and that was this joke called SCP-PLKOTJ. And if you haven't seen this, here it is on the screen. Uh, it literally is a picture of a cat, and this is a cute cat, um, a nice nice black cat here but that's all it is and so this as you can see has a rating of 38 not that that matters too much but it does have a positive rating that is at least in the foreseeable future safe from safe from any deletion and its discussion has 93 comments so this is the equivalent of being ratioed on on the scp foundation as much as you can be and i'm just curious to hear the people who are here what are your thoughts on this it's a, it's a picture of a cat. Yeah. Um, I have, I, what else? I mean, I have yeah, nothing exactly. else to say about it. It's a picture of a cat. Why is, the, why is anyone taking this seriously? Yeah, and that, that's the funny part is that's, that's the extent to which it travels, right? It's a picture of a cat. I mean, it's a cute, I mean, it's, it's rare you see a cat that isn't cute, you know? So, I mean, it's a cute cat. And then, so the drama... Uh, really was dusted up over, you know, how many people fell to one side or the other of that, you know. So um, that's all there is. It's zero to one in either direction, just with a picture of a cat. So you know, some people are like, oh, it's a cat, great. Well, I'm obviously going to upvote. And then some people took the exact opposite interpretation as to why this should be here at all. Like, why do you exist? And apparently there's a backstory that this was, I should say, it's a, I think it's a Polish article initially. Is that right? PL, I think, is the Polish branch. It's on the international community. I do know that it was in J the Japanese uh, wiki as well. And it has a much worse rating. I think it's like negative 80. They archived it for some reason. Oof. But you had a lot of people really criticized this article for trying to pass. And I, I think the author, whoever it is, I'm not sure. I don't, really, I don't really know who the author is and I don't care to know, honestly. Um, but one of the defenses of this was that it was attempting to be a social experiment, which we've heard several times. In fact, Harmony mentioned this last week, a social experiment that she had done. And we were talking about that in the context of uh, you know, previous administrators being censored. Uh, easier than what we've seen these days but it's just interesting to see the social experiment claim being 
thrown up as a way to sort of wiggle around what would otherwise definitively and ostensibly be sort of a question as to why the hell is this here in the first place. Why the hell indeed? And so this really spurred a lot of interesting discussion. Uh, you can see S.D. Locke here, a known, um, very accomplished SCP author, discussing uh, this basically a zero effort content. Um, I'll, I'll just read this. Well, on its face, this is harmless fun. I'd argue that zero effort content like this being posted to the wiki does little more than distract from other works posted in a similar time frame. And of course that's true. That's not the best argument to make because that is predicated upon other people, you know, just essentially being envious of the attention. But it goes a little further and says um, that this is the sort of engagement a lot of people would metaphorically kill for. And it's kind of fucked in my opinion that this level of attention is being leveled at the kind of content that already proliferates throughout all forms of social media. And I was pleased to see this um, being said by someone like Locke because a common argument here at the SCFs, people like Almer Doak, for example, has long been that the SCP is slowly adopting and generating more and more characteristic signatures of a social media site. And there's more comments than this in the discussion that goes on to, to state this and make this argument. Uh, but it's just interesting to see uh, it seems as though that definition of a social media site is being pushed a little more. And I want to bring out one of the things that I think argues this. And this was on the 29th of March, brought to our attention in the Discord channel, shared by Dr. Caldall. And it says, there is, certainly a, there is currently a TikTok trend in which a random number generates which, which SCP you have to fornicate with. <laughs> and... Yeah. Yeah, so this was interesting because it's really outside of the community. I think it's really the the last time we saw something really exit the community in a mimetic fashion into the mainstream was the uh, you do not recognize the dead bodies meme from from that DJ Cactus article, which, which once again, I think is a good article. Um, and so this also touched the outside community. Uh, these are more mainstream TikTokers doing this. I think it's hilarious that the number generator only goes from one to 999. So, Series 1, Gen 1-er for the win. Again. They get all the action. I'm telling you, it's, it's monopolized in the greater internet for sure. I don't even think that most people... I remember watching when Markiplier was covering the uh, Andre Duxon scandal and trying to get a lot of attention to um, the SCP to help. He was surprised that there was other uh, other SCPs. He, he didn't even know. He was like, wow, there's... In real time, he was reacting to the SCP on his video. He said, wow, there's like thousands of these, you know. He, he had never seen 4,000. He just didn't know. So it's just interesting to see. Uh, I'm not sure if people know in the greater internet that there's, there's more than just the first series. There's all kinds of stuff out there. But I'm interested to hear what what your thoughts are on this because, once again, we're seeing the SCP becoming more mainstream. I think that it's inarguable that the SCP... And who would have thought this maybe even four years ago is currently at a position of higher exposure, a higher popularity than ever, really, which is hard to believe. Um, but then again, we see certain things like this, essentially valueless, contentless things being posted. And I think the fact that that uh, Clot J article is actually it actually has survived, you know, says 
says it all that you need to know. Uh, there are more people in the voting class, in the, in, which is essentially the class that steers the direction of the definition of equality on something like the SCP Wiki. You know, there's, there's more people in that voting class that wants to have just a picture of a cat on there for the sake of it just being what it is and being completely dismissive of or pausing of the fact that this is supposed to be a writing site. So it's an interesting thing that we've talked about before, but what do you think about these highly social media-esque signatures that we see coming out? As I mean, this, is, this kind of thing's been happening for a long time. You know, this is the same thing as SCP-J, you know, uh, Unfinished Business Part 3, The Death of Alto Clef. People have been doing this for a long time. It's just usually there's a little clever trick to it. There's something to make it more artful or effortful or to, like, make you make it go, ah, oh, and then you go, aha. But there's no aha here. It's just the, ah, uh, it's a cat. Uh, there's no, there's no, there's uh, nothing else to it. They've gotten to the point where it's been done so much you don't even need the rest of it. You just have the, yep, that's a cat, all right. I think someone goes into the discussion and tries to defend it as so it's sort of like anti-humor where that's the point you're supposed to be like this uh you know and for example this comment here i'm chuckling and upvoting about how low effort it is uh you know another one says ah this is terrible plus one um but you know just how many times can you do this it seems as though we've seen this play out before and is this a one-time thing it doesn't seem to be it should be if that's really what the appeal of it is but i think there's more to it than that um for example we have another individual upvoting this article in memory of milk jesus telling me that there's some family resemblance between what was essentially a a, a meme that was astroturfed into a positive rating so, you know, it's just very interesting to me to see. Oh, here it is. This is Plague PJP defending that this is supposed to be funny because it's essentially a picture of a cat. I'm going to quote this. As most people would expect to see an SCP file, they are instead met by a solitary picture of a cat. The cat is an unexpected image that when presented alone with the context of every reader knowing what an SCP is, can be seen as funny. No, no can't. Yeah. Uh, I agree. I agree with you, Harmony. I think that it's there's something about this where you're trying to pass it off as some sort of sly, coy, you know, next level thinking joke and effort. When in reality, you know, you're just defending something that isn't there. You're you're looking at a hole and you're trying to claim that a hole is a substantive thing when it's really a lack of something. So it's just I don't know. I mean, how many times can you do that? If you're going to let this fly. You know, on the site, in my opinion, if you're going to say, oh, a picture of a cat should go up because you don't expect to see a cat, how many more times can you play that out theoretically? You know, there's not many times you should be able to do that. And at some point, you know, at some point you've broken the concept if this is something that, you know, survives. That's, that's just my take on things. Yeah, it just it devalues everything else. Because if this is getting uploaded, why should I be trying? Exactly, and to other people's points, although I think they come from, again, a place of, of, you know, let me have the upvotes and the attention, but it is true that things like this certainly hit the radar, while other things, actual efforts of liter literature don't. Get drowned out. This looks different because it doesn't look like everything else because it's just nothing. Mm -hmm. It's, yeah. it's, it's kind of taken the illusion because a lot of these, I think, new articles on SCP are more fluffy than they used to be. It's kind of the old tricks aren't as exciting anymore. So to see something that's 
it's refreshing to see something that's honest about how low effort it is. Yeah, at least they have got that going for it, so... At least that's... I, I'm not refreshed by it, but I can see how someone who's... Yeah. There could be feeling that way, sorry. No, no, I totally, totally get what you're saying. And, yeah, certainly, once again, you know, if you go into something that I forgot to pull up, but that I'll mention just on audio here, is that on the actual SCP Wiki, there's a form that was created, uh, a topic that was created in the forums, and it was essentially a result of this. And it was asking, why in the world are we seeing such low effort you know, posts when it comes to maybe the JTAG, but others as well. And in that thread, there was quite a discussion. You had um, maybe expected individuals show up and defend um, defend these low-effort Js, the sort of people who are writing them in the first place, actually. But in that, basically, it comes down to the fact that you can't allow for any subjectivity when it comes to quality assessment. And the argument given in that thread was basically that, okay, so it comes down to the rating module, and that's as objective as we can possibly be about it, you know, which is true. It's not really objective, in my opinion. It's collective subjectivity, and there's a difference there. But it comes down to the rating module is what it was said. So, you know, basically, this person, these, uh, these people who were arguing against this individual said, you're essentially just saying that you don't like an article that other people like. That's what it comes down to. And the issue with that is that you're reducing the capability of identifying what can be quality to the rating module. Because the rating module is really a proxy for the culture, you see. You know, it's a matter, it's a gauge, it's an indirect assessment, it's an indirect second order metric for what the community likes. And by definition, the characteristics and character of that community. So I think that you can't you can't get to that criticism. You can't get to the level of criticizing the culture in an objective fashion. You have to do that in a subjective way. So for example, if you're going to say as a cop-out to the larger discussion of what this has to say to the substance of the content that's acceptable in the SCP by pointing to the rating module, well then, and, and saying that we can't go past that because it's the rating module is objective. Well, you're denying the possibility to go one step further and criticize the culture, which has to be subjective. So it's a strange catch-22 where you can only go so far as the rating module, and then you have to accept the authority of the rating module because it's not subjective. And then by denying the opportunity for subjectivity, you're denying the opportunity to make the sort of criticisms that could front-run and pre-change the results that we see coming out of the culture reflected in the rating module does that make sense yeah you're you're not you're not you're not questioning things past the point where you're allowed to question them and because you're putting these blinders and dividers on yourself you're not and every and you see when people bring up like maybe this is a culture problem they get shouted down without fail every single time we've seen this before when it came to this was years and years ago when people started noting that the scp wiki is very mentally taxing and it certainly does shake people out of it and sort of spit them up and chew it out in some ways. And this was back in 2018, uh, but there was a thread discussing this once again on the forums. And you know, you can always take, there's always an alibi. And it's telling because you can always take that alibi and absolve any subjective criticism into it, which is just that this isn't an us thing, this is a you thing. The, there's nothing really psychologically tumultuous about the SCP Wiki and how we operate. You know, uh, this is you. This is all you. 
And I think that mentality has changed. I think, for example, there's come about more awareness that, you know, if you're not careful, you can start to treat something like the rating module like a, like a drug. You can get addicted to this stuff and it ruin you and you have to hit rock bottom, you know, for it to wake you up. But yeah, I mean, there's all, you're exactly right, Harmony. There's always this alibi. You can always alibi your way out of it. And at some point, at some point that becomes a disingenuous re reply and a really an, a way to avoid recognition of some greater cultural issues. And so it might be... Yeah, so you just don't want to talk about it. So you don't talk about it instead of confronting why you don't want to talk about it, which might be because it's difficult to think about something that you like might not be good for you. And in that way, the rating module is sort of, it's even elevated even more because when you get to the point of criticizing the culture, you, you have to back up and rely on this rating module as a sort of authority that's, that's giving you some sort of feedback externally that says, okay, so we're still correct here. This is not an us thing. This is a you thing. But, you know, once, once you pin everything, once you make the rating module as the most collectively subjective expression that you can get to philosophically which again is true but once you pin the importance of it to there and you don't allow for any subjectivity to trump that despite how insightful that subjectivity despite how experientially resonant true that subjective criticism might become you're really capturing the definition of quality and you, you, you're, you're essentially capturing it into a, a larger cultural problem that cannot by definition be corrected because you've defanged the potential to have it have it challenged period so you know I don't want to rant too much I think I already have but that's really what I took from this thing and a lot of people came down on different sides of it and it seems to have had a lot of different ripples the ripples of this had ripples and um, for example on the screen we see something else that happened interesting in this week on the Twitter sphere, which is not a place that I like to be. Um, and this is a very good example of that, but I want to read this tweet. This is from SCP author, um, Ra I can never say this right. Ralliston, is that how you say this guy, this individual's name? I think it's Ralliston. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. And this started a trend in the SCP Wiki that we've seen over the last couple of days. Um, I think this is where it started from. I'm not sure, but I'm gonna I'm gonna use it as an artificial benchmark if not. But I'll read it. It says because the last couple of days in the Wiki have been absolutely filled with stupid toxicity and annoying, insulting each other. Let's try some more positivity for a change. Reply to this post, and I will say one nice thing, an honest thing about you. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that's nice to see. So I mean, this this alone has, you know, fifty six replies. Holy shit! Yeah, a lot of people kind of took him up on this, or this individual up on this, and it really proliferated. A lot of people started doing this. I think the most notable, in my opinion, is uh, Kumioi. So Communism Will Win did a thread, uh, just like this, where they say, uh, if you comment in this thread, I will say something nice about you. So that was interesting to read. <laughs> really heartwarming and nutritious to see. Uh, positive commentary on peers from communism will win including individuals such as DJ cactus who uh, certainly that there's been some dirty water under the bridge in the past but I thought that was a, a very fun thing to see but um, I think the deeper point here is you know if you're in a culture that really has a lot of infighting going on and you've gotten to the point where 
you know, you, you feel that it's so bad that you need to essentially strong arm positivity into it. You know, what does that say? You know, I mean, we have some infighting here in this discord, but if it ever gets that bad to where we have to have mandatory positivity, mandatory compliment, mandatory fun. Yeah. Please just take it out back, you know, just, just shoot it in the head before it gets that bad. Yeah. Uh, this reminds me of something we spoke about. This is with Dr. Krim several episodes ago, but we saw this in the 05. We saw this in the recaps, actually. So it's interesting that it's made its trickled down sort of in a way to the to the wider community. But in 05, they did the same thing in staff chat. They were all so overwhelmed by the negativity that they had a mandatory compliment session where they just... It was very bottom of the barrel scraping, in fact. it's I don't know how you could be at all affected in a good way by a compliment that has been so astroturfed but that's what that was and then a couple other interesting things that happened for april fools like this which was that scp 6000 uh written by rounder house has has this immoral adult content for the duration of april 1st this content now contains adult content that is definitely not suitable for all readers and thank goodness my page didn't load all of the images here, but you know, here's a few examples. Um, just uh, some erotic art all over the article, so that was interesting to see. Since been reverted, I think, I hope. But And then the last thing we'll talk about today, we're about out of time, and I, we said we would talk about this last time, so I do want to get a, at least a little bit of this in today, is... This discussion of the charter overhaul that's happening on the SCP wiki and in the staff particularly. A gigantic mess. Called it. We called it. Called it, shot. It is such a gigantic mess. And, you know, stuff like this makes me want to go back and do some more predictions because this is, like you said, totally callable. And we need we need to be getting, we need to be able to cash in our, our predictions because once you have a decent understanding of how these things operate, it's pretty predictive it's pretty predictable just to know what's going to happen they're not very surprising people they make the same mistakes repeatedly and they have been doing it for years that's a great way to segue into this so just to, there's a lot of things to say about this and this is why i still write in the blog is because there's a there's a big article about this that you can go read if you'd like and i know harmony you did so thank you um that really goes into a lot of details but oh yeah thanks for writing it was good mm -hmm. thank you and but I just want to bring out a couple of points from here because this is just how crazy it is. First of all, on the surface of it, there's two. They tried it once and didn't work, and so they tried it a second time. And the larger point of doing this is it really goes all the way back. I'm so thankful that we did the Serastes incident as our first episode because everything really, really fits back into there. This is really the largest root of the system in quite a while, and a lot of what we see goes back to it. And the long-term memory may not extend that far for a lot of individuals, but this whole charter rewrite goes back to the Serastes incident. That's why they're doing this, is because there was a catastrophic event that happened with a, sort of a bureaucratic failure when it came to trying to figure out how they could, by way of their policy, discipline someone like Dexanote, who was head of the disciplinary team, disciplinary captain. And so this was taken to be a, a contradiction, a conundrum, an oxymoron. And uh, the article that I wrote reviews essentially the history of how portions of the policies, something like admin fiat, uh, other things, 
were placed in front of that disciplinary process as prerequisites that needed to be figured out before this happened. And so now suddenly we're seeing that there's an entire charter rewrite, which is very strange because back in November of 2021, once again, as a set in this thread of cause and effect from the Serastes incident, it was explicitly about skipping all of this stuff in order to expedite the disciplinary process for this <laughs> no censure. yeah so this is i have it on the screen here the 24th of november 2021 the thread title is Dis disciplinary process exception for current cases involving the november 2020 incident and the november 2020 incident is the politically correct way to refer to the serastes incident um but yeah i mean so this was explicitly all about whether or not the staff wanted to just skip the red tape and just get right to it because it had already by this point been delayed for a year and that's the reason why this shows up in november uh you can even see down here it says um some of the pros for this disciplinary process being fast-tracked uh, this would prevent this particular disciplinary process from significantly exceeding one year which was an egregious error on the part of the administration, which we would like to quickly resolve. And so it, on the one hand, there's this pontificating, there's this posturing that is, you know, you have people like Dexanote saying, I want to be censored, censor me harder, daddy. And this other uh, side sure. of, yeah, this other sort of bureaucratic escape way, this sort of pathway underneath the building, these sort of like hidden passageways through this bureaucratic tangle, the spaghetti bowl, this uh, is how Dexnote survives. Just he, whenever he fucks up, he just acts really pathetic, and everyone feels bad for him, and nothing ever gets done. I'm so glad you said that because something I do want to go into a little detail about these actual threads. And I don't know if you've read this thread, but you know we've talked before about how threads he's can, pathetic. Threads can play out like you know sports games and everything, and this is the equivalent of I don't know if this happens in hockey, but something that happens in football these days is that in order to slow the momentum of another team that is really advancing and has the defense on their heels, or vice versa when the offense is struggling too much because the defense is just too voracious, individual players will fake being injured so as to pause the clock and allow the team essentially a freebie timeout to coordinate. Is there anything in hockey like that? Hockey has something kind of similar where, um, so you can get called for a trip, but because hockey is now on ice and so fast, it's very easy uh, if circumstances align, if you're in the right spot to just, like, if you touch someone's stick on your ankle, just jump, just fall down, and then your team will get a power play because they'll get called, the other team will get called for a trip if the ref calls it. Yeah, I think, I think that exists in every sport. You know, certainly in soccer, it's very similar to what you described. There's always a way to leverage the rule book in order to, you know, to play that to the advantageous sort of clock management or whatever of the team. So that's really what we're seeing here. And so it's funny that you said that Dexanote has this habit of sneaking out the back when stuff like this happens in a pathetic sort of way. Because in the past, we've seen the excuses given for his, um, his stay of discipline, his extension of discipline and perpetual pause of the discipline for things like he's receiving uh, unfriendly messages from people. You know, he's being harassed through his, DM his DMs. Uh, Dexanote has a chronic illness that you know he may not be able to be around to be censured for, you know. And then in this 05 discussion, the one I will say he does he does have a chronic illness, but yes. also, you know, if, if maybe if you have the chronic illness, maybe you should not be an administrator if it's affecting you that much. Correct. Yeah. yeah no, nothing. Nothing against the chronic illness that happens, and obviously no one can control that to a large extent. But 
you know, if you're going to push it that much, there is going to be a point at which people question whether or not you're using it as a crutch for your own responsibilities or not. And in this thread, it's very interesting to see that almost every single time Dexanote responds, first of all, it's very strange that he's here in the first place. Because if we recall uh, last year, basically Dexanote was recused from his own uh, censure process. This is in uh, November, this is 14th of November, 2021. AIS Mallard wrote this and says that I am invoking fiat to require that Dexanote should not participate in matters concerning staff censure until his own disciplinary case is resolved. And then in this actual charter rewrite 05 post, we see the individuals who are in the process of creating this are Moose, Conwell, Bleep, Yossi, White Guard, Zen, and Dexanote. And once again, this is in the way of his censure. The reason why they're doing this is because it has, quote unquote, has to be finished before he can be censured. So on the one hand, he's not supposed to be participating in his censure. On the other hand, he's directly involved in rewriting the rules by which his censure will now be lit up and understood by. So it's a very strange thing to see. And then every time, as I was saying, Dexanote comments in this thread, he, I don't know if you've seen this, he prefaces everything he says with this. And you can look at all his comments and most all of them have this. So it's not a one-off, it happens every single time. And this is what he writes. Please don't take any of this as talking down or being angry or frustrated. I can come off as less conversational and more blunt and caustic in text. Yeah. Yeah. Here it is again, a second time. Here it is another time. You have to when you have to preface it every time, then you're just doing what you said, but you're giving yourself an out by saying, "Oh, but don't be mad at me." But I'm gonna, I'm just like this. Like once again, it's like a get out of jail free card. It's like, hey, by so, the way, that's such a shitty cop out. It is because what you're essentially stating is just a fact of life. You know, we all that happens for everybody. I mean, text does not have the capability to convey the nuances of spoken language. You know, certainly not face to face conversation. So, you know, why is it why is it so different for this individual? Well, I think that says all you need to know right there. It really, once again, is its own commentary. But um, just to go back to this, it's, it's very funny to see that in this thread I was talking about, which, by the way, the whole staff unanimously voted to expedite this disciplinary process just to get it over with. And now suddenly it seems as though that vote meant absolutely nothing because the whole point of it was to prevent things like this, the whole entirety of the charter needing to be rewritten before anything can actually be done. And it's funny to see that in this selection, once again, the thread gives you options. Do you fast track it or do you take the slow route? Well, one of the cons listed in the slow route, keep in mind this is in November of last year, says this will take weeks at minimum and due to the holidays, will likely finish after the new year. So we've decided to go the fast route and we are well beyond the timetable that was allotted for the slow option, which is... Something's not making sense right there. If you stall long enough, this this is this is this is why I kept. Did I not say this is just like the 1905 revolution? What we're seeing with Moose is Stalipin's coup. Yeah, do explain that for those of us who are uh, historically illiterate. Okay, so 1905 revolution was all classes of society rose up against the Tsar because he had fucked up the war with Japan and had fucked up everything domestically because Tsar Nicholas II was just stupendously bad at his job. But, so, he 
has all all bits of society going at him, but they're not coordinating, so he's able to parry them one by one. And then so he gives the liberals a parliament, which is the equivalent would be our uh, the the town halls. And then he puts down puts down the workers, gets the soldiers to come back, and then over time uh, whittles down the power of the legislature that he gives them until finally he's able to just make it a complete body of sycophants with no real substantive power whatsoever in 1907 mm. when he goes back and changes stuff he wasn't supposed to be able to change because he took those powers away from himself, supposedly, but not. So his prime minister, Stilipin, is able to pull this off for him and no one protests because everyone's too beaten down from the last two years of the Tsar marching like infernal columns around the cities and just massacring people to make them shut up. Yeah, so it's sort of like, almost like bleeding. So obviously less massacring, but that's true. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of similarities there. I mean, so Bingo, you, you bleed, yeah, you bleeding the clock out. You're trying to let people forget about what happened. I mean, you just and then really, there's so much detail here that it's so easy to get discombobulated in. You know, with the big picture here is that essentially, you know, someone got caught, you know, in something like what you described, just a horrible, horrible aspect of a leadership. And then what we've seen just on the surface of it, without going deep at all, is that the individuals, the very individuals who are supposed to be disciplined are now going back and rewriting all of the rules. Bingo. So that that's... Stilipin's right. coup, but it's conflict, baby. Yeah, and so the rest of it is just detail, but I mean, that's... It's, it's as telling as it could possibly be. I did want to wrap up. There's a couple other things on 05 that I thought were pretty funny to look at. Um, so this is a non-disc record for Gremlin Group, you know, someone who I, I, I like, uh, someone part of the recap team. I generally agree with this individual and I think they do a good job. Um, this says, this is part of their new, you know, prerogative of, of posting, you know, basically complaints that didn't go anywhere onto 05. This says, an anonymous complaint was received regarding an incident which occurred in the official Discord. The complaint cites unprofessional conduct and a potential Rule Zero violation by staff member Gremlin Group in the course of referring to a previously banned site user. Hmm. After review, the language and used uh, the language used disclosures uh, that were a matter of public record and general statements. Hey, wait a minute. What's up? What are they doing talking about there? Uh, yeah, hmm, hmm, who could that, I wonder, I wonder who that could be, that would like to be a fly on the wall there, just for fun. Who's, who's the Voldemort there who cannot be named? Hmm, <laughs> yeah, um, so it's, it's just interesting that basically, uh, the conduct has been discussed with the staff member, but no formal disciplinary action is merited at this time. I, I just wanted people to understand that uh, if this was someone else, I'm pretty sure that the olive branch extended in this fashion wouldn't be there i do wonder if this is because it's someone who's valuable to the group um you know on the one hand meritocracy should be a thing but not when it comes to rules um and it seems as though this individual basically uh got the complaint tossed because what they said was quote unquote public record and general statements of fact not sure what that means but i don't think we can hope out for any more detail well they're vague posting on purpose so we're never gonna know what they mean is that is that staff speak and then um I, this is hilarious this is the second charter hope overall like i said they tried they tried the first time and the best analogy for this that i can think of is if you know sometimes you're walking and your your moving foot will catch the, the your toes will catch the heel of your planted foot and you'll trip over your own your own footsteps that's kind of like what happened here with this charter rewrite attempt uh but it just happened on the very the very second steps so the first step came down it didn't work 
And then, so they tried again. And this is one of my favorite sentences in the history of 05. And I even checked the uh, SCP.txt Twitter profile, which is, I think is something that we all love and enjoy reading that takes um, out of context quotes from around the space just for fun. And I would love to see this one in there. I don't think it's in there, but I think this one is probably one of the better candidates for that Twitter. And the sentence is by Jacob Conwell. This is in the second overhaul attempt. And it says, in response to a big misunderstanding of the intent of the original threat, it was determined that reposting to start fresh would be a valuable use of time. Uh, I can feel like brain cells dying when, when, he, when he was writing that. And I, I still can't figure out if this is something that Jacob Conwell could have done better or not, because it seems as though with the first thread, people kind of overreacted um, basically to what was being said. And so I don't know. I mean, part of it is uh, certainly a lot of people in the first thread said they couldn't really understand what it was that Jacob Conwell was trying to say. I mean, and I get that because if you look at this, you have these strange phrases, pain points of admin, pain points of like, what, what the heck is a pain point? Uh, it's not really very clear. Is this an outline for what's being happened? I understand why people got it's, it's, he's, he's, he's talking too much in the admin dialect of staff speak. No one else could understand him. Exactly. Exactly. So this was an interesting thing to see happen again, because uh, for, for better or for worse, once again, maybe Jacob Conwell is like me and, and you, and we're not really sure at all what could be clarified on. If anything, I don't know if there's enough there to clarify. I don't know. But uh, basically, the second thread is, is literally a copy and paste of the first thread, just uh, sans, this first, sans this first line, this great first line. All right, and then I think we have time for one more. This is a this is a post that was made I think yesterday. This is by Rounder House. Very very strange that uh, Rounder House was the one who did this. Rounder House typically being the anomaly in the staff, the one who will say things that not other people are saying. He and his, um, uh, for lack of a better word, his his followers or his social clique, they're really the only ones who are, for example, keeping anyone's toes to the fire regarding this disciplinary process for. Serastes, uh, sorry, for uh, Dexanote in response to the Serastes incident, but let me read this. Today, Plague G PJP posted Plague's proposal for April Fools. It's a joke riffing on the unresolved events from the November 2020, which is the Serastes incident, you'll recall again, and specifically makes a pun about the associated Great Seal and features a cameo by the Alchemy Department. There was a lively discussion in staff chat about whether this article broke any rules or should be considered for summary deletion and any other punishment, and if not, whether we should create rules to address articles like these. And thank God the broad consensus seems to be no, uh, because basically the staff would be extending their purview and mission creeping themselves again to now police the content of the site and the voting of the site, which we've already seen in this discussion was pointed to as the definitive linchpin. Uh, so it's nice to see that they came down, I think, on the right side of this. But this is just really uh, nerve-wracking. It's, it's very uh, nerve nervousness-inducing to see them discuss basically taking articles away that they feel makes them look bad because SCPJ, DiskJ, is something that we saw uh, that's mentioned here um, as an article that sort of, you know, coasted along this line. Um, but, you know, what's, what's essentially happened here is that this plague proposal, which is here, uh, if you don't know what, what the Great Seal is and how that has to do with the Serastes incident, I would recommend you go to the Containment Fiction Wiki on that article about the Serastes incident. But basically what happens is that this 
this satire once again came out, which SCP Disc J was too, of the staff's inability to reconcile their own do stuff. Yeah, they're yeah do stuff and you know um, punish themselves for for their own actions. And so this was taken to be such an affront to the staff that they once again they had a lively discussion about it in staff chat where they they were trying to decide if they should just fucking delete it right out. You know, I mean th- these are people who can't they they can't even abide criticism of themselves on their own site. I mean, and this is kind of a silly way to criticize. I'm not, I'm not even sure that's what it was initially trying or ultimately trying to do. Um, but it, it's just very, very interesting to me, uh, I think, and, and not not a good omen that this keeps coming up. And I'm really quite surprised that Rounder House is the one posting this. Uh, maybe he was just given the order to do it and is just taking orders from someone. But, uh, you know, he, he seems to be, I would hope, to someone who would come down on the side of Okay, well, let's not overreact and extend our purview here. But hopefully, he's not drinking too much of the Kool Aid. I hope not. You know, the I think you can attest to this harmony. I think that, and last time off script, off off uh, camera, so to speak, we were riffing about um, you know joining the SCP staff and sort of you know trying to sort of be agent provocateurs and things like this. But yeah, the problem with something like that uh, is that I don't know how many people who are involved in a project like that would actually survive and come out the other side. You know, I, I think that the SAP staff in particular as an edifice, as an, as a thing, as an entity in an organism, um, often digests people, you know, and pulls them into itself for its own nutrients and spits out a husk, you know, of what was valuable. Yeah, and before. they don't, they like, you stop writing when you're on staff. It's a, everyone does. Yeah. Yeah. So, I certainly hope that Rounder House doesn't go in that way. I'm not trying to read into this too much, uh, you know, uh, just be doom-pilled about this for Rounder House's sake, but I am a little surprised, um, you know, may- maybe the, the staff, the recaps will be interesting. Maybe he came down on the side of the argument that I think he would. Um, but this is just this is just um, continuously stepping on rakes, I think, for staff. It's, it's just like you said, Harmony. They, they can't help but just repeat the same the same postural mistakes over and over again just probably by now as a matter of habit just how they it's just standard operating procedure all right well um shout out to scp.txt on the twitter um there's an underscore scp underscore txt which is uh, a little less funny but still good um but check that out if you haven't and uh wow we got through a lot uh jane bond says in april i'm gonna post some joke article but decide to abandon it uh looks like there's a picture of luigi and uh LGBT. oh this is on medium he's gonna post he's something t- on he's t- posing. oh t- posing. Says, Move. I'm well um this has been a good episode a little longer than usual but i am surprised and pleased that we got to talk about all the things that uh that were prepared and i think we covered everything that you had mentioned harmony as well excellent great up a good good way to go out for a while you won't you don't hear from me again but you heard enough today well we certainly will miss you and once again good luck on the surgery and the recovery i'll miss the show i'm gonna miss you all a lot i'm gonna be i'm gonna be hoping that everything goes good everything goes well Things are nice, and I can come back, and we can just pick up right where we left off. Yeah, don't be a stranger. Say hey if you can. And um, once again, we are all uh, hoping the best for you. I'm hoping that first week is probably going to be knocked out. Yeah, yeah. Enjoy that. That's going to be. I'm going to be gone. That's be good. Yeah. Well, while that prescription lasts, okay. Yes. Yes. All right. Once again, 
Harmony, thank you so much. Jane Bond, once again, thank you so much for being so reliable, showing up here too. Uh, thank you all for making time uh, today to come and, and hear us. Um, looking forward to a lot of cool things happening in the future. Maybe we'll have a contest of our own. I'm also going to take Harmony's advice and probably get a Twitch going for this show just to see if anybody else wants to join in. See if we get those trolls, those anonymous trolls back in a way to, uh, to enrich us. But uh, Thank you very, very much. Y'all have a great, great, great day and a great week. And we will do this again next week at the same bad time and place. Thank you.